You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome back to... The Early Night Show Virtual Edition. My name is Josh Woodherchen, and thanks so much for being with us today. I'm thrilled to reunite with the Forbidden Broadway creator, writer, and director, Gerard Alessandrini, and actor, designer, and writer, Glenn Bassett, to the show today to support the amazing York Theater, so please stick around. Welcome to the Early Night Show. I know that I've spent many episodes commiserating with everyone over the woes of 2020, but aside from the challenges I've had, one of the most amazing highlights was being a cast member in the latest edition of Forbidden Broadway. Forbidden Broadway started around 39 years ago and was one of my first musical comedy influences. I used to watch different Broadway spoofs on YouTube. Uh, a few years ago, I was cast in a reading of a new musical parody that Forbidden Broadway creator Gerard Alessandrini wrote called Blah Blah Land, which premiered at Lincoln Center and I played Perry Mason IV. The thing with Forbidden Broadway is that it's truly um, the industry insider show. So many Broadway stars and legends come to see the shows when they're like in town or on their day off, like Carol Channing. Now, Miss Channing was a huge Forbidden Broadway fan, and so after she passed away in 2019, Gerard wrote a special edition called Forbidden Broadway Salute Carol Channing, which premiered at 54 Below. I was really grateful to be part of that cast to play young Gerard, along with some amazing Forbidden Broadway legends like Christine Petty, Fred Barton, and Jerry McIntyre. Then, about a year later, my dream really came true when Gerard asked me to play a part of Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation. In their 38-year history, they never had a child in it, so it was really such an honor for me. Purchase on Broadway and what do you get? A Hogwarts explosion of cash. Hey, who are you? I'm Harry Potter Sr. Who are you? I'm your cursed child. Join me. I am Harry Potter. I'm his son in North's daughter. We are both starring in this watershed play. Dilly hey, Moulin Rouge. The fancy frantic hits where Moulin Rouge. The new pedantic hits. And no, we're not the new cars are full. But we're more like Barley's without a soul. I 
missed the show so much, and of course, the incredible cast and creative team. One of my favorite parodies in the show was playing a young Evan Hansen, playing off of how they kept casting the show younger and younger. This is Forbidden Broadway's version of Dear Evan Hansen, Dear Evan Has Been. I need to slam on the brake. Sing this constantly, and when I make a mistake, I jump in a div above the key. Some people sit there and stare, some people sleep, a few slip away. So why emote in air? Though I've got nothing to say, I overact just to touch the score. the next generation. We started at the Triad and then did several shows over the holidays at the Kravitz Center in West Palm Beach, and then we reopened at the renowned York Theatre Off-Broadway. The York is one of New York City's iconic off-Broadway theaters, and they were so good to us. Recently, they had some major flooding, and they're in the process of rebuilding. So, I'd love to dedicate today's episode to them. If you can all donate anything at all to the York, please do so. Let's try to make sure that they're ready to go as soon as off-Broadway reopens. To donate, please go to www.yorktheater.org, or the direct link to make a donation, which is in the description of this video and includes in all of my social media. We got to spend a lot of time at the York during our run with Forbidden Broadway. I had a lot of fun memories with both Gerard and his husband, Glenn. Let's welcome my friends, the amazingly talented Gerard Alessandrini and Glenn Bassett. Hi, Glenn and Gerard. Hi, Joshua. Hey, Joshua. So good to see you. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you guys? We're just we're fine. Good. We're safe and happy. A little bored, but we're doing good. We're doing very good. And uh, you doing well in New York? How's New York? I'm doing okay, you know, just like myself busy. Um, yeah. I miss New York. It's been a year now, right? Almost. Almost a year since I've seen you. And it yeah. was, uh, yeah, since we were doing Forbidden Broadway at the York. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I miss doing Forbidden Broadway. And 
It's been almost a year since we were last together recording the cast album of Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation, and getting ready for the run at the York Theater. You created all of Forbidden Broadway, and basically- That's right. It all came from your incredible mind. Um, how did Forbidden Broadway come to be? Well, uh, I started it in 1981, and I was uh, writing parody lyrics of songs on Broadway, kind of like a critique. You know, and the shows at that time were Evita and the Pirates of Penzance and a revival of Camelot. I mean, a very different uh, era. And uh, later that year, Cats arrived in Broadway. That goes to show you how long ago it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought they would be good parody lyrics to do as a show for myself and Norma Ling and Bill Carmichael and Fred Barton and Chloe Webb. So um, we just, uh, you know, a bunch of kids getting together doing a show. At first we did at Paulson's Supper Club. Paulson's Supper Club is now the triad, which is where you did, um, or we started Forbidden Broadway the Next Generation. So we came full circle. But it, it uh, quickly caught on and it was quite a phenomenon in New York in the early 80s. And I thought, oh, you know, I can update this every year as the Broadway shows change. I can renew the show, and that's what I did. So for year after year, I would change the content to match what was on Broadway. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. I was a fan of Forbidden Broadway long before I ever started working professionally back when I was like eight, I think. And it was such a dream come true to be a part of it and work with you and Glenn. Well, as you are a wonderful actor and performer and, and you understood the humor of it, which is great. We had done a reading before of another show I wrote, right? You had a partner, you played, played Perry Mason the Fourth, right? Yep. <laughs> and we knew we got along and uh, I knew it would work out well. And as the first stage manager of Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation for the rehearsal period, I can attest that you were great both on stage and off stage. You're, yeah, you're a great you're really professional, easy to work Joshua. Yeah. Wonderful professional, <laughs> real man of the theater already. <laughs> Thank you. And I, rem I remember and I've heard so many stories of all the legends you came to see Forbidden Broadway. Oh, all the Broadway stars came, almost all of them. I mean, uh, except maybe Madonna and Barbara Streisand. But although Barbara Streisand hired me to do some parody writing for her a couple of years ago. So um, it, we just met all of those stars and it was so wonderful and gracious. I think because as nasty as Forbidden Broadway could get, it was never really as nasty as the critics were to some of these actors. So their skin was toughened up and they would enjoy seeing young performers make fun of them or impersonate them. It's sort of a, a, a compliment in, in a strange sort of way. Yeah, it's a backhanded compliment. Backhanded. Well, you know, the stars that we did originally were Ethel Merman, Mary Martin. They came to see Finn and Broadway. So uh, other stars were, uh, if boy, if Merman can take it, I can take it. And then all through the years, we had uh, Arthur McDonald, Patti Lapone, Bernadette Peters, um, Brian Stokes Mitchell, everybody. Definitely Carol Channing, yes. Definitely Carol Channing. She, lot, well, right? When she first came to the show, she came one night with George Burns and Mary Martin. Wow. And wow. she asked me, why, how come I'm not in the show? She wasn't in the show. There wasn't a Carol Channing routine at that time. So I wrote one and put it in. And then we did that for uh, like 25 years. And, um, you know, besides people like Carol Channing and those great legends from another era, I mean, all the uh, new stars were coming to see their uh, themselves parodied. And also the writers and creative people, starting with 
Hal Prince and Stephen Sondheim and Cy Coleman and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd became one night you and you in the show, right? He just last year, right? So, yeah, I, that was like a few nights before we actually cut um, the one of the songs uh, from an Andrew Lloyd Webber show. It was the School of Rock number. Uh -huh. yeah. So was it still in the show when you did it? Uh, did yeah, you? I remember I sang it for Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's good. He's, you know, he's got a, people think he does, but he has a great sense of humor. He's a wonderful man he's on the so theater nice. himself. Yeah. He's sort of Andaloid Weber. He's a, uh, as a matter of fact, one of the times we did the show in London, he put money into it, you know, the first time we did it. So, so he gave us a little money, not a lot of money, but some money to do it. And uh, he's a great guy. And then David Zippel brought him. David Zippel is a great writer himself, and he's one of the producers of Forbidden Brought in the Next Generation. So he works with Andaloid Weber. So he brought him to see it. And uh, yeah, I loved when the writers and creative people would come, all the directors. Sondheim came to uh, Sondheim Hamilton, came all of them. which was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, the, and then eventually right up to uh, Lin-Manuel, which we'll talk about later. And uh, it's been great just meeting those people and watching them laugh and enjoy the show. Now, I know that right before um, you did Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation, Spamilton was a huge hit. Now, uh, Spamilton is a parody of Hamilton. How did Spamilton come about? Well, you know, I've been doing Forbidden Broadway uh, almost all my life in New York. I arrived in New York around 1979, 1980, and I was spoofing shows from then until, uh, you know, now, 2020. And uh, when Spamilton- 20, 21 now, actually. Yeah, 21. <laughs> well, no, no, I've only up till 20 because- Oh, I see. We haven't I done see. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but in uh, 2015, you know, when Hamilton came around, I thought, oh, this is the biggest hit show to arrive in New York since I've been in New York. So uh, I've spent all this time spoofing other shows. I need to spoof Hamilton and I'm the guy that has to do it. But uh, the difference is this time I thought, oh, instead of putting a number, in Forbidden Broadway spoofing Hamilton, I'm going to spoof the whole show. So we spoofed the whole show of Hamilton and I called it Spamilton, given not, not a tremendously original or clever name, but it gets the point across about what kind of theater it is. Um, you know, we mentioned Spam a lot. And, uh, and of course, at that time in 2015, there was so much news and coverage about Hamilton that it was a mountain of spam on my, every time I opened my internet. Sometimes I'd be watching something else on my internet and these Hamilton articles would pop up. It was just amazing. So um, it was fun to spoof Hamilton because it takes itself seriously. It's American history. And uh, it's always fun to spoof something that takes itself seriously. It's a fantastic, wonderful show. Uh, that helps. If the show's good, it's easier to spoof. That's why the Sondheim shows were always easy to spook because they were good. And I would enjoy investigating how to turn the song inside out. The hard thing about Spamilton was it had rap songs and I was used to spoofing, you know, Sondheim and Cole Porter and Roger Hammerstein. So uh, it was a little different for me. I, I sort of had to learn how to write a rap song. Wasn't it a young, a really young rapper? Like you saw a YouTube video? Oh, my friend, my friend Alex, right? Uh -huh. Alex Harper's, I, who's young, right? I said, gee, Alex, how am I supposed to learn how to write rap? And he said, well, you should start at the beginning. I'll send you a link. And he sent me this link of this four or five-year-old guy, <laughs> not unlike yourself, 
<laughs> teaching, <laughs> teaching people how to make a rap song. And you know, it actually helped because you need, sometimes people have to give you the ABCs of something, how to do something, the bare bones, and that helped. And it got me on the way and I said, oh, I understand. And then of course, from then on, I used Lin-Manuel's framework. Um, but the hard thing about rap is it has a lot more rhymes than, uh, you know, it, it can have nine rhymes in a, a section. So you have to be a good rhymester. And I had my rhyming dictionary next to me and I went at it. Uh, I have to say, I, uh, a lot of the rhymes are near rhymes. So I'm not used to doing that. So I turned some of the near rhymes into real rhymes. But I wrote it, we did it with a tremendously talented young cast. They were very enthusiastic. They were young, they were around 20. They were, a lot of them were just out of college. They had so much energy and beautiful Like the voice. original Forbidden Broadway. Like the original right. Forbidden Broadway, you know? So yeah. that, that helped. Uh, and then Lin-Manuel came to see the show with Tommy Kale and Alex Lacamoire. Oh. And um, uh, they seemed to love it. I was sitting in the back, but I could see their heads bobbing up and down with laughter. And they stayed after to Lynn take was pictures very with everyone and talked at, to, they were really, oh, we really super the cast. nice. All, all three of them were amazing. Yes, yeah. yeah. And the uh, they talked to the cast and the cast was so thrilled. And then they gave the cast tickets to see Hamilton because none of them could afford to see Hamilton. They gave them tickets, and you picked them up, right? Yeah. They arranged tickets, arranged. So I was the stage for manager for for that as well in the beginning, and uh, went to pick up the tickets and was carrying like you know over ten thousand dollars worth of tickets in, my <laughs> in the city. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> this is but isn't that this generous? is like gold right yeah. now. <laughs> and then Lin Manuel came back and uh, brought his family, some of his family. So that was nice, his wife and in laws. So yeah. so that was some kind of badger approval. Uh, he also tweeted, uh, I laugh my brains out. So we, that's a quote we were able to use. But we did, you know, we did a nice long run of it in New York. And we moved to the uh, Puerto Rican Traveling Theater. And then we toured the country with it. We went to Chicago, Los Angeles. I took Spamilton to London. So I've actually been very busy with Spamilton the last few years, more than Forbidden Broadway. So uh, that's why I thought it would be fun to go back and do a new edition of Forbidden Broadway last year, which is the one you were in, Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation. Well, I have to say, Spamilton, although I wasn't able to see it in person, um, I saw some videos and it was absolutely amazing. Thank you. You know, Jerry McIntyre, the choreographer and director, uh, staged it. He did an amazing job of spoofing Hamilton and it looked great. Uh, we also had him do your production of Forbidden Broadway, Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation. And he's he's just a brilliant guy and also a great guy. Which made his production, The Next Generation, very different than yeah, any it was Forbidden more, Broadway's previous. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a little different in staging and uh, better, I think. And it had a little bit of a through line. You were part of the through line. You were the young man coming to New York, uh, seeing all the uh, theater pieces and wanting to yeah. be in the theater. And uh, so that gave it a little bit of and gravitas. No, no handheld mics for the first time. No right? handheld mics. No, we mic'd everybody through the costumes, no matter what. It's always a problem. It's hard to do. But um, but we did that so we could let Jerry uh, go crazy with his choreography, which which is great. I've worked with Jerry for like, uh, gee, we did a Forbidden Vegas. And then before that, he was in Forbidden Broadway. And then we did a Forbidden Hollywood together in the which 90s. When, when we did it in Hollywood, we did it actually in Los Angeles, California, in Hollywood. It was great. Alvin Coat was Colt, our costume designer, 
who had done Broadway shows, did the costumes. The design was tremendous. The actors were great. It was Jerry, it was Jason Grodd, Christine Petty, Suzanne Blakesley. Unfortunately, when we brought her to New York, we didn't have that cast, but uh, we still uh, played a good summer. And then I got back to Forbidden Broadway. But I love working with Jerry. He's a great guy. Very funny on stage and off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's absolutely amazing. And, and then I, I love working with this guy. This guy is so multi-talented. Uh, it, it's a, it's almost a problem for him. He's got so many talents. He sings. He acts. I mean, he sings really well. He acts. He's handsome. He's a great writer. He's writing a book. <laughs> I think being he's handsome a, is a talent. Sure it does. Thank you. Kind of, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Errol Flynn and Tyron Powell, they do okay on that Well, list, yeah. Right? I guess if you're that handsome, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, especially if you're in theater. But he also writes. He's writing a book right now. He also designs. He's a great designer. He's done stage work. He's done film work. So he's... Um, and actually, he's right before the pandemic, like hit really bad in March. Um, we were, were, I had designed a set for a production of Forbidden Broadway here in Connecticut that Gerard had directed. And so the set's still up and the actors were like in dress rehearsal, ready to go. It was dress and, rehearsal night and they, yeah. Yeah, they closed us down. So the set is still standing, this beautiful <laughs> set that he designed, very different from the sets we've used in New York. Uh, and it's still standing right down the street waiting for theater to come back. When do you think it's going to come back, Josh? <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, hopefully by the fall, but most likely because um, things aren't really getting that much better. But because of the vaccine, um, I, hopefully things will get uh, back up sooner than later. Yes, yes. I hope. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then you know, I think Off-Broadway is going to come back first. So get ready. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, New York, the theater that we had a wonderful run of Forbidden Broadway at, it got flooded last week. No, yeah, I was just so sad, and to just to learn about the really bad water damage and the flooding at the York Theater, um, where we did one of the runs of Forbidden Broadway, and it's just such an iconic theater. What does that theater mean to you and our theater community? Well, it's very important because it's one of the major off-Broadway theaters. It has, uh, you know, a following, a subscription audience. It's on the east side. It's on a very nice part of the east side. I love it over there. Uh, you know, there isn't much theater over there. And, um, you know, they can do, since their uh, funding is set up, they can do revivals of rare Broadway shows that nobody's seen in, in 40 years. They can do new shows. They can do concerts, cabaret acts. Uh, it's run by Jim Morgan, who I love. He's a great guy, very talented. And Evans Hale is tremendous. What He's a great talent himself and the great pianist. And, um, you know, the whole staff there is just wonderful. I really enjoyed working there. I hadn't worked there much before we did Forbidden Broadway. I did, most notably, I directed a review of Maury Eston's music, Anything Can Happen in the Theater. Um, I worked with Maury Eston on that. It was great. It was great. I mean, Maury Eston's (laughs) songs are so ingenious and beautiful and melodic, but yet intelligent. And it was so great to put a set of songs of his together. We had a very talented cast. Mm-hmm. So we were doing that run of Anything Can Happen in the Theater. I was directing it and created and directed it. And uh, uh, Jim and Evans asked if I could uh, bring Forbidden Broadway over there, which we were already doing at the triad. But um, so, but it was already made. You know, you all rehearsed. It was sharp. The original cast was still all together. We had already gotten excellent reviews. So it was a, a nice package for them to 
bring in. And uh, then coronavirus came and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, good, that's a good place to stop, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, leave them wanting more. It looked great there, too. It looked I mean, great. it looks great at the Triad, but it, like, it just opened up and looked so well, wonderful. Well, well Jim Morgan, who directs it, he designs the sets, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, he does a wonderful job. And, of yes. course, the lighting was great. Yeah. And uh, no, it, awesome. it just looked awesome. It mm-hmm. looked great. And it was nice to have a little space between the actors and the audience. Because the theater is a stadium scene, so you're looking down at it. So the floor, of course, is very important, you know, but, but Jim took care of that. He had a beautiful floor. And uh, so that, that it was a really nice place to do for Ben Broadway. I hope when this is all over, we'll get to do another one there again. Today's episode is really dedicated to getting the York fixed up and ready to open as soon as it's safe again with the pandemic. I'll be donating myself um, and we'll share a link for anyone who's able to help. Uh, how about we sing some fun Forbidden Broadway songs to help support the York Theater? Oh yes, let's support the York Theater. Please donate if you can to get it going again. It's a very important theater, not only in New York, but uh, for the whole country. But uh, yeah, let's talk about Forbidden Broadway. Now, uh, I've been doing it for, um, gee, nearly 40 years. And we did it all through the 80s when there were shows to spoof like Cats and Evita. And uh, then along came Les Miserables in 1987 and 88. And that really put Forbidden Broadway on another level because it was the perfect show to spoof. It was serious. It was about the French Revolution, not the big French Revolution, the little later French Revolution. And uh, of course, a a revolution where uh, everybody was dressed beautifully in Parisian clothes. So (laughs) it was like perfect for satire. It was serious. It took itself seriously. Yeah. It was great, great songs. And you spoofed so many numbers that there's like a whole version really you could put together. So it became so popular in Forbidden Broadway. It's so funny that year after year, I would add numbers, a different spoof from a different song in Les Mis, like Master of the House or I Dreamed a Dream. And uh, I must have collected about an hour worth of Les Miserables spoofs over the years. Um, it's been, we've talked about this, Christine Petty has suggested it too, that we put all the Les Mis numbers together someday and have a spoof just of Les Miserables, like we have a spoof of Spamilton, Hamilton, Spamilton. So that may happen when we get back to work. Um, I didn't get to it because Hamilton came along and that kept me busy. And then the new Broadway shows like Moulin Rouge, which you spoofed and Dear Evan Hansen. So, you know, we had a lot of work to do, if you can call it work. So, but someday more Les Mis. And we'll have to have Les Mis come back. But I'm sure it will. It's a great show. Oh, yeah. I mean, it gets, it gets revived like every couple of years. Oh, yeah. It'll last for decades or hundreds of years. It's it's like a great opera. It's my favorite play. show. If I well, had to pick one, it's 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 way up there. It's like in my top three for sure. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> really cool. The music yeah, is beautiful. Yeah. The song, the story. Is great. How yeah. do you beat the story? It's one of the all-time great stories, and they've done it well. It's woven together so well, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, but in our spoof of Les Miserables, or my spoof of Les Miserables, for years we spoofed Bring Him Home, which is Jean Valjean's big number in the middle of Act Two, and um, you know uh, it's hard to sing if you actually are playing Jean Valjean. So I've talked about that subject and we did a short spoof in 1988 i think we always did this spoof 
even though other spoofs of Les Mis would change. So, um, and now, uh, even though I never performed in the show, I look like Jean Valjean, I have white hair now. So I'm going to attempt to sing our parody of Bring Him Home. And you'll see, uh, now my voice isn't up to par. It used to be great in 1980. I had a great baritone voice and when I spooked uh, Kevin Klein and people like that. Well, your voice <laughs> still sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> but anyways, here's my attempt to do the Les Miserables spook that we did for many, many years and probably will do going forward again. It's a classic. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, Glenn, I hear that you're going to be singing a song from Spamilton, right? That's right, yes. Um, it's spoofing You'll Be Back, the King, uh, King George III's number uh, in Act One. Um, and uh, I won't give away the title uh, just to, because it's, it's kind of fun. It's a fun twist on it, especially at the time, if you kind of think of all the shows and sort of what Hamilton did to that time period when the previous shows that had come before it and uh, I don't know, you, you, you'll get the idea when you, when you hear it. But it's so, a lot of fun. So here, here where we're sort of uh, laying low in a different state, uh, I have this man to entertain me all the time. We do all sorts of songs and I do a few for him and mm -hmm. we dance to the Dream Ballet from Oklahoma <laughs> once in a while when we're bored. So there's plenty of that. <laughs> there's plenty of music. Maybe in our dreams, maybe. <laughs> when, when you're not looking, I'm dancing. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I dance the part of uh, James Mitchell really well. Oh, uh, good. James wow. Mitchell was the, uh, <laughs> the great dancer, <laughs> who was a big fan of Ben Broadway. James Mitchell was this wonderful actor that was also a great dancer. And he was an Agnes DeMille dancer. He was oh, in Brigadoon. Wow. And he's in the movie of Oklahoma playing Dream Curly. And then later, he became, uh, his acting career continued. And he uh, was in All My Children for years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I love him. He's great. And uh, he used to come to Forbidden Broadway all the time <laughs> and laugh oh, and laugh. Oh. So I, I don't know why I got off on that tangent. <laughs> just just another star who used to love Forbidden Broadway besides Cheetah Rivera and Patti Lapone and Bernadette Peters. Well, but, I, anyway, so, <laughs> but he's going to do something from Spamilton, my other show. Because I played the king uh, for a lot of the run uh, in New York and mm -hmm. I played it in LA and uh, it was so much fun. Yeah, and of course it's very spoofable. So yeah. you'll get to see him do that. I'm just really excited to have you both sing with me today on the early night show. Here we go. <laughs> God, it's high, this song's too high, pity me, change the key, bring it down, bring it down, it's too high. incredible Gerard. Not only is he an amazing, talented, kind, and considerate person, he's the recipient of a Drama League Lifetime Achievement Award and a special Tony Award for Lifetime Achievement in theater. Just 
amazing. Next up is the equally incredible Glenn Bassett. You say a dandy like me shouldn't be in this populist play. You cry, who am I? And while you're wondering why, I sashay going by. Why so sad? Remember how musical theater was cloyingly gay till the public got mad. Now Hamilton's new rearrangement has changed the fad. Straight is back. Soon you'll see Campy musicals went out with glee Straight is back Time will tell Kinky Boots is going straight to well. New shows come Gay shows close Guess we've had enough of Mamaraz Now the push is to straight Like an evil foppy Disney villain I'm designed for you to hate Daughter, don't go away, cause this little Beatles tune is immune from being gay. Just like Penny Lane, it will eat away your brain like cocaine. They say with so much glitter, theatre can't go on. But Broadway will be bitter when glitz is gone. Once drag queens were subject. Now history is the subject, the rigid, frigid subject of a metro hetero subject. And now I'm hated, berated, relegated, and I sound castrated. Straight is back, it's a cinch. Hedwig put away his angry inch. Hairspray ran out of breath. And Lacage has been revived to death. Von Holmes gone, Cats lives on. And I'm not discussing Miss Saigon. But when push comes to shove, I can only play a killer. Not the leading man you love If you want your play To play to only standing room Then you'd better not play gay Gay, 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 gay Gay, 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 gay Gay, 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 everybody Gay, 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 gay Gay, 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 gay If you can support the York in any way, please go to their website, www.yorktheater.org, or check out the link in the description or in my social media. Also, if you're a student whose show is cancelled, please send us a link to a video of you singing to earlynightshowcasting at gmail.com and make it a chance to go on the show. Again, if you're enjoying these virtual cabarets, please consider making a donation to the York Theater at www.yorktheater.org. Any bit helps. 
You can also find the Early Night Show on the Broadway Podcast Network, where our podcasts are found, and videos for episodes online on theearlynightshow.com. Thanks again to my guests, Gerard Alessandrini and Glenn Bassett. And let's keep entertaining. Any artists who want to be virtual guests, send me a direct message on my Instagram, at Joshua Turchin, and let's keep making music to help the world. Stay healthy and wear a mask. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.